0: Hello and welcome to Tea and Heresy. This is a podcast on history, magic, the occult, spirituality, literature, art and the occasional socio-political rant. My name is Cassie, I hold a Bachelor of Arts and Honours Degree in History and I'm so grateful that you're sharing your presence with me today. I invite you to make yourself a cup of tea or coffee or stop in somewhere for a takeaway as we're about to dive into some juicy discussions hello it has been a hot minute i thought i would just do a little sit down sort of catch up a little podcast which i might do i don't know maybe more of might not we'll see we'll see where the wind takes me um basically i haven't shown up here in a while just i honestly haven't been inspired to i haven't really felt much inspiration over the past maybe month and a bit just with the life and, you know, eclipse season, Mercury retrograde, placing in all the astrological happenings to bypass the fact that I was just uninspired. Um, but no, really there was a lot that was going on cosmically that was triggering things. And it was just a time of really deep self-reflection, uh, a real typical hermit card moment where, You kind of close off from the world and really go inwards to nurture your inner light and to seek that wisdom within and just really hit the shadow work quite hard, which was so amazing and really, yeah, not, it wasn't overly confronting, but it was, how would I say it was, um, it just brought more awareness to, to my field basically and what I was doing was I was a part of a an attachment healing course it was over the course of five weeks and within that time yeah it was just I was getting um, not like overly triggered as you know we kind of tend to think but things were triggering aspects within for me to look at and it was a deep self-reflective state in the sense that, look, I'm one to see, you know, a a single leaf fall from a tree as a sign of something. But I also can step away from, you know, and, and have that balance of, well, also it's just falling from the tree because it's winter time and that's just what happens. But during this phase of time, I literally everything around me, like I wasn't really trying or had the conscious awareness that this is what I'm going to do. It just naturally happened and everything that was happening around me was yeah, it was just reflecting stuff back. It was just uh really like a, a deep month and a bit journey of just everywhere I went was some sort of reflection which was really exhausting at the same time. Like it was really tiring and astrologically what was tying in with that was the eclipse triggering a few things in my chart with the, um, what was it triggering? It was triggering a lot with my seventh house and as well as that, because Taurus, so my um, seventh house is in Taurus and that rules relationships and so Mercury was going through there and retrograding and doing its thing through my seventh house of relationships. and so what that how that manifested for me was looking at the relationships I have around me and look at how I relate and how I it was mainly yeah how I relate to other people and with money and with material possessions and with myself even. And so, yeah, it just tied in with the attachment healing process and then relating with someone, not very casually, but just relating with someone that in the way to allow me to integrate those practices basically. And I know attachment healing and attachment styles is very like buzzwordy at the moment. And, you know, a lot of things can be deduced back down to um, it being some sort of attachment wound or some sort of wound and all of that. But a lot of the time, it's not. A lot of the time, it's just, yeah, you're exhausted or you haven't communicated something or, you know, always start surface level and then go deeper. That's my little key thing. Look at the, you know, the logic and reason and then start going from there because I tend to see a lot of people kind of miss that step and like to forget all about logic and reason. Um, This is also coming from someone that really enjoys stoicism as a main framework of philosophy uh, which is very much rooted in reason and logic and values and morals and all of that. Anyway, all those things were also coming up for me, you know, like morals and all the things and value systems, especially. And yeah, it was just like a, it was a a process of deeply getting to know myself more and on a whole new level, like there was a lot of inner child stuff and ultimately kind of going back to how I was saying, you know, a lot of the reflections around, I think because the veil dropped the veil of illusion that we like to place on people. Um, with someone like myself, who has more or leans more towards the anxious attachment style, primarily in any sort of relating, we tend to pedestal others and like, oh my gosh, you're emanating this perfect thing for me. You look like this, and you portray this, and we are so quick to see the good and the potential and. All, all that sort of good stuff right and oh you're giving me this or you're nurturing me this or you're, you're making me feel this way and we put them straight up on that pedestal and then we like to sweep all the other stuff under the rug we're like oh that can be easily healed oh if he, if only they will bring awareness to this or only if they start doing this or maybe I can be the savior maybe I can help them and guide them into being this version because I can see you've got traits that I like and X, Y, and Z, but you just need to work on these things. (laughs) That's just been my life. And so those things start coming up, but then getting to the point of actually, no, this is really a, a, a a habit, I would say, a habit that many of us have. And time and time again, it's proven to us that, that doesn't work. Holding people in such high esteem and pedestalling and having them in that thing of hope um, and we can see their potential and so we're holding that as the beacon of light to get us through all the you know the the mismatchness. you know then they're not matching us on our values. They're not really giving me this, they're not giving me that. They're not doing this're not doing that. Uh, whatever your story is that you want to attach to it um, and then we get heartbroken or we reality it more so reality hits and that aspect of illusion of um, you know the, the us delulu girls it, we get the wake-up call and ultimately that's what we then start grieving is all of the fantasies that we have attached to this person that isn't really them and so over the past month and a bit it's been a real uh exercise of seeing people as they are and not attaching the fantasy to them which has been really interesting because I like to go to fantasy land it's it's nice up there <laughs> it's really nice um but ultimately that's not it's not real right and it's having that reality check and also i guess Saving a lot of trouble. It's like, okay, if you aren't stepping up in X, Y, and Z, if you are not prioritizing X, Y, and Z, even though I've communicated it, then what? Then this this is a mismatch. You know, like if you are not willing to do X, Y, and Z, then the, this isn't going to work. Um, also, of like, oh, I'm seeing a couple of red flags here. I'm not going to sweep them under the rug. I'm going to be aware of them. I'm going to hold them there. I'm not going to sweep it under. They're going to still be right up there in my eyes and in my awareness for me to look at. But ultimately, it's been a time of coming back into self. And I've noticed since the attachment course, which was so incredible, um, and it has allowed me to stand still that is one of the practices for anxious anxious attachments is when we really want to lean in and give more and message more and all that's of just that essence of pouring yourself into that person molding into them and even that aspect of fawning right of how can i be a better match for you how can i do this for you how can i mold myself for you to like me more um, how can, yeah, it's basically that molding aspect as opposed to stepping more in the space of how, like, are you the right one for me? Stepping fully, honestly, like, I felt more of my Leo, funnily enough, um, Leo energy, and I've been really embracing that. Um, I think it's an aspect of myself that I kind of have pushed down um, a lot because of having the awareness of what people say of Leo energy. But really owning that and being like, do you know what? Fuck it. Nah, I am putting myself on this throne and I'm allowing myself to see my worth and allowing myself to see the value that I can bring into a space of relationship and intimacy. And I'm not just going to, you know, mold myself for anyone because ultimately they're not worthy of it, right? Like full Leo mode there. Um, but yeah, it's like no. Are you worthy of me? Are you worthy of me? Basically, um, and and that's something that I've been working through honestly over just the past year. Like since the last time, funnily enough, uh, Venus was in Leo last year. Um, you know, there was stuff going around with like friendships, and what I recognised during that was my worth in a friendship. And I was like, do you know what? No, this is what I value in a friendship. Um, this is what I value. This is what I can bring. And this is also what I expect. And I think that's a healthy sort of way of relating, um, just with anyone, like you have your expectations because of based on what you give. And on my end of things, I'm very much in the space of somewhat of an equal give and take, um, just reciprocity really. And, if not, it doesn't have to be the exact same way, but if you are getting some sort of equal exchange of something, then ultimately that's balanced for me. My Libra moon speaking. And then, yeah, just having, having that value, um, the value list really. And yeah, just being able to witness where people have been taking advantage of of your generosity, of how often you show up, those sort of things. I'm a very generous person, a very loving person, and will give my all to those that I love, I'm a very loyal person with that as well. Because friendships are a form of relationship, right? And a lot of the time we, because the friendships are just weird, <laughs> like they're not your partner, but it is also a partnership. And, well, that's what I see friendships as, as a partnership. And if you can't talk about things, then that's a sign that something else is going on, right? And if you um, don't feel safe about communicating things to your partner, firstly, look internally and then externally and what's happening around. And then if, yeah, if your value systems don't match up anymore, then that's something to look at and to confront. And that's been something that I've, it's been a lifelong journey, you know, 24 years of my life, but. It's been that thing of saying goodbye to friends that aren't a match for you anymore, of where you're going and what you desire in this next phase of your life. And then you see when those people are removed from your space, how much light comes into your life. And that's ultimately what happened with myself as well. And during times of friendship breakdowns to then see the nourishment of those that are of true value to you or that truly value you and can reflect that back to you in in such a beautiful visceral and physical way basically reflected for me like had reflected my worth back to myself which was really nourishing during those times that happened at the end of school happened last year um even like here I um because I moved into state of like gathering new friendship circles and expanding my circle and just meeting up with new people and seeing what's reflected in those spaces as well. And just having, just, you know, my little feathers ruffled of, oh, people are actually wanting to connect with me. Wow. Okay. That's cool. That's really nice. Um, And that's been reflected in even like the online dating space as well, which I've been using in a spiritual way of like, because I, ended up downloading it pretty much during the attachment style course as well. And just, um, having a lot of things reflected back in, um, a lot of the old stories that came up around, you know, I'm too much, I'm too intense. Don't like, you know, um, don't tell guys you're into this and don't let them know this and that and the other, because basically they won't like you otherwise. So how that formed for me was basically don't be myself because no one will like me. No guy will like me. Um, And that's how it manifested in my psyche from a young age. And then, yeah, having, I was like, fuck it, do you know what? I'm going to put on my profile that I'm an astrology girl. I'm a crystal girl. I do tarot readings and all my woo-woo stuff and all the stuff that, you know, I'm into. And the amount of attention that that then brought in and the amount of people that were into it or were curious about or were even open to understanding it or having their charts read um all those sort of things were really really nourishing for me um and that's when i had said of like everything around me was a reflection during that time for me to look at and to heal so that's why i kind of took a step back from from here because yeah just i wasn't inspired to put anything outwards and to be external it was fully just internal feeling drained from the amount of mental work that I was doing as well like coming out of one aspect of it has just been yeah it's been really great it's like a it's a time of deep self-discovery whereas now it's still self-discovery but it's more like practicing and like exercising these new aspects and these new archetypes and it's just been really exciting and exciting to connect with people in different ways and to see myself in other people and to see, um, yeah, just how other people are because I love psychology. I love what makes other people tick and um, yeah, it's just being an interesting social experiment at the moment and yeah, it's like, it's a time where at the end of the eclipse season, I felt very weird. <laughs> I was um, very grateful for astrology for a multitude of reasons. But I've got a friend who's also a Leo Scorpio rising. And yeah, it was just, it's a, um, we had, I kept in contact with her during that time more like consciously of like, hey, is it just me or X, Y, and Z? Or hey, how are you doing? Um, and a lot of the time she would reflect back to me, Pretty much word for word, exactly how I was feeling, and I'm like cool because I was starting to think I should go, get, like diagnosed with clinical depression because I just felt so numb. I didn't know which way was up or down. I was not motivated for anything. I just was scrolling on my phone for hours on end, just not in just not feeling joy in um I was just getting the dopamine and the endorphin hits through my phone as opposed to getting motivated to go out and get it from other means. Yeah, it was just a time of just stillness pretty much. Um and it was like the calm before the storm in the way or it was that it was a void time, a void liminal space where it's a something has just shifted, something has just been closed off and there's The moment between it being closed off and a new version opening or it is opening, but you're not fully aware of what's opening and you're just going to feel really weird for a bit. And then it was a time where I was like trying on a new suit or like not to sound, I hate saying the word like born again because it's related to born again Christianity, but it felt like I was born again or reborn and what i mean by that is i felt very much like i had just birthed a new version of myself and it felt like a giraffe that had just been born and its legs are going every doesn't know how to use its legs and limbs properly yet that's how yeah it was how i felt it was like oh this is a new version of myself this is really weird it's like all these out like old aspects of myself are still there but I've just done this process that I've cleared a lot of old patternings and old ways of thinking about myself and attaching to people and molding myself to other people that it feels really strange being secure in myself and understanding my worth and my needs and my values and communicating that to others and matching what I'm speaking in those in those regards and yeah, it just felt really weird. And then I just got to the point where I was like, okay, I think I just need to move this out of my system and I still need to do a bit of a cleanse, but just to clear away that stagnation and those old patterns, like because they've broken down, but it's like to release them from the body because I have embedded new ways of being in, in my body. And yeah, it's just, if it feels exciting now, which is great. And when I feel excitement and fire and energy. I get inspired to talk and to create naturally because fire, but yeah, I just hadn't had that in a while. And so now it's back and I am intending to do some more podcasts because that has been a reflection over the past few months and has come through very strongly over the past month that a lot of people like the sound of my voice and liked to hear me speak so thank you to everyone that has said that that's very nice uh, and so yeah expect to hear my voice more I guess and that's also a great sign of you know I have things that people are wanting to hear so let me know over on the old Instagram if there's any topics that you'd like me to discuss, because ultimately this podcast is here just as my constant, like my conscious stream of thoughts. Um, As I said, I hadn't been inspired by much, so I haven't been talking about much in relation to this. Uh, As I said, in one of my previous podcasts, like these episodes are mainly formed from me being triggered by something. (laughs) And I haven't really been triggered by much in relation to, um, you know, Topics to discuss. But I am diving into a yoga teacher training at the moment that is based on classical tantra. So I might end up doing a few podcasts in the future on some of the philosophies of that. And as well as that, yeah, I've gotten back into reading, which is really nice and nourishing. And um, yeah, getting back into my history books. So I'll have some episodes on a few points of history and philosophy and unpacking life. Um, And yeah, I guess just touching base again with my own life because that was something that prompted this as well was just people wanting to hear more of my internal processes and dialogue basically. Um, So that was also interesting to hear because it's a crazy show up in my brain. I speak to myself a lot. I speak to myself in the mirror a lot me with all my personalities no I by by me verbalizing things I get the reflection back into the process and everything and I'm grateful to tarot actually like tarot cards and reading tarot that has helped me to develop more of that skill um, which I'll be talking more on over on my Instagram as well so from wherever you're coming from that has got you here head back over onto my Instagram page linked in the show notes for some more discussions on tarot and um, the esoteric aspects behind it and what it's linked to and all of that so and just to highlight as a reflection back to all those that are listening you know as a a little offering if um, it's not clear of little messages that you might get from this but one is being honest with yourself, looking at how you show up in your relationship spaces, what you hold value to and where people may be not in alignment with that or your workplace is not in alignment with that or where your living isn't in alignment with that. Uh, Looking at where you're being taken advantage of and where, that, where the scales are unbalanced for you and how that shows up for you in your life. Looking at your worth and that you are truly worthy and that there are people out there that are a match for you and that are interested in you and that will listen to all the things that you're passionate about. And if you're meeting up with people that aren't passionate about that, that's okay too. Look at that as a little social experiment for yourself of just getting to know people and seeing what they're interested in and seeing how they view life and what you're into and and having just, yeah, just a conversation and expanding your horizons and your mindset as well. Uh, Also, yeah, looking at how those attachment styles might play out for you if they do and where they're coming from and just having the curiosity as well with yourself, with others. And I think the main takeaway that I would like to get across is to have more confidence in yourself. It's like me speaking to myself from a couple of months ago, (laughs) but having confidence in yourself to stand up for yourself and having confidence in yourself to express your needs and your wants, again, if it's in a workspace, if it's in an intimacy space, if it's in a familial space, to and I think what how, what nourishes that confidence is being true to yourself and acknowledging it within yourself first and foremost, and knowing and holding that as such a strong anchor for yourself so you can speak up because it's also not nice to speak up like it does not feel nice in the body (laughs) for a lot of us and because you know again just reflecting the anxious attachment it can come in the space of oh my gosh if i speak my truth they're going to leave if i speak this they're not wanting to they might not want to be my friend anymore this is going to be the be all and all of this or they're going to get really mad at me or we start to catastrophize very quickly instead of like in stoicism like the framework that I really really love that personally just really grounds me is that idea of just speaking like we don't know how the other person's going to respond we ultimately don't know and a lot of the time we catastrophize it or we might anticipate how they're going to respond in the first moment but then we're not knowing how, where they're going to respond to that and then how they're going to respond to that response. And it's just a spiral. So it's like, do the thing and then deal with the consequences afterwards, basically, instead of not doing the thing out of fear of the potential. Right. And it's negate, it's, um, reducing that fear into something that is really manageable and having the time and space to reflect on the other times where you know you were scared shitless to do something but then you did it and how proud of yourself you were for doing it and it wasn't as hard as your mind made it out to be because if you are fearing something or um, like struggling with something mentally what is it it's like worrying about something will make you suffer twice you're suffering in the worrying of it and then you're suffering to the end, then prolonging it and, and the suffering in that moment of, of doing the thing, because it's, as I said, it's not nice, but it's a very momentarily, very momentary time of suffering. And it's not like that suffering of like being in the pits of things. A lot of the time it can be depending on the situation, but a lot of the time it's just, it's feeling all of that anxiety within the body and that, um, the restriction within the throat and I feel it like within the throat and my heart space when I need to express something and then my body can go quite numb but I need to just say it and then if a lot of the time in the spaces where I have said it, it's been really nourishing being held in that space with such love and grace and understanding and stability for me to then process after what I've said or it to not be as big of a deal as I made it out to be because a lot of the time when I how like for myself with um like with depression how that can manifest in my life is more so when I'm suppressing things so what works for me is depression is suppression and so when I'm suppressing a feeling of guilt or shame or um, if I'm suppressing any anything a desire or whatever it is and not vocalizing it I can go into the mental loops and that sends me spiraling whereas those times where I've felt that suppression but then I've given voice to it it's felt so liberating and then you can move on and that's the thing as well you can move on you can free yourself and have that beautiful liberation and and just deal with the thing to then process the thing to then move on with the thing and explore new terrain (laughs) so yeah it's that the fear and anxiety can hold us back a lot of the time and can create more suffering than is really needed so looking at how that resonates for you and your relationship with those energies and why it is that we continue and perpetuate those energies within us as opposed to just doing the thing and getting on with it and moving forward. And so that's the energy that I'm wanting to cultivate more of is more honesty um, and more action and with more urgency in the sense of just confronting things quite early on as opposed to waiting. Um, Seeing through the illusions and my own Uh, self-imposed fantasies that I place on things, allowing that to come in just because it feels nice, but then holding myself accountable for it and being able to stay rooted in seeing the person for who they are and just seeing things for as they are, basically looking at the isness as opposed to holding onto the fantasy and the hope of potential, Um, looking at the reality of things. What do I need to do to cultivate this in this moment? Cool. I'm wanting to travel next year. What can I do now for me to get there instead of I'll travel one day or I'll travel when this is like, no, I'm going next year. What do I need to do in order for that to really become a reality? And how can I live that in my day to day? All in all, enjoy the upcoming astrological movements. We've got a Sagittarius full moon coming up, which is going to be very expansive and and Jupiter making an aspect with the North Node. So that's going to be a time of really catalyzing a lot of expansion in terms of uh, our, our Dharma, our purpose, us moving forward. Um, so it's a beautiful time for manifesting things. Like it's an intense manifestation portal, especially with Mars and Leo as well, of get, having that fire, which also, you know, was a driving force behind me picking up my voice notes again to do this podcast and yeah it's just it's a great time at the moment there was a lot of limbo so that was also an intention of this podcast is just touching base to say hello how you doing it's been a shit show over the past few months with Pisces season just doing the absolute ringer on a lot of us especially those with a south node in Pisces or just any Pisces placements um and then Saturn going into Pisces and then it was a bit of like a wishy-washy, lots of karmic stuff coming to the surface, a lot of processing. And then airy season was like, cool, I feel so strong in myself. Go get her. Let's go, 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 go. Um, and then Eclipse season started Then Taurus season started. So it was a lot of slowing down and reflecting and then putting in the discipline and the hard yards and putting in the work basically um, for where we're wanting to go. But also not at the same time because Mercury Retrograde was there just doing its thing. And so it was really getting us to pause and stop, (laughs) to stop and reflect on whatever was coming up for you. And then now it's time for more action-based, so um, that's exciting. And then we're in Gemini season, which is just more of a a playful, light energy before we move into Cancer season, which I keep forgetting about because I'm just wanting to get into Leo season (laughs) because a lot of the planets are going to be in Leo um, but yeah, we've still got to go into the heart space even further with cancer season on the horizon. Um, so enjoy all of that, everyone. You've got this. It's not just you. It's the stars. That's what I tell myself. But utilizing the stars to have that time of reflection and to see what's coming up and, and using the natural inertia of the universe to help you in self-actualization and self-discovery and having more accountability for yourself and your actions and all of that and understanding your part to play in the whole grand scheme of things and yeah enjoy the rest of your day with all of that rambling and I will see you guys in the next podcast whenever that will be released.